that time of the year when student organizations across the country are getting ready to go to their respective national conferences. For example, SHIP is going to be having their conference in Arizona here in a few weeks. Uh, SWE's also doing theirs. I can't remember off the top of my head exactly where it's at, and I apologize for that. But I do know Nesby at the beginning of next year, 2020 in March, will be in San Antonio. And so all these uh, uh, student counterparts at the colleges are currently planning or getting their folks ready to participate in that national conference. The focus primarily from what I see I write on social media, on Instagram, and even here in the Houston area is around conference, is about uh, conference readiness, but really about the career fair. And I'm here to say, hey, it's not just about the career fair and your plan should include what I consider the other 80% of the conference. So join me in this conversation when we discuss what your conference plan should be. And if you're focusing on the career fair, you might not be uh, thinking about how to maximize the investment that you're about to make to attend this conference. So join me for the next comp for the next, uh, not conference conversation. So I know I said, Hey, in the intro, we are going to focus today on other parts other than the career fair, but Hey, it's fair. Look, these conferences draw the attention of some powerhouse companies. And I was looking on the Shep website and, you know, just to name a few, of course, ExxonMobil is going to be there and shout out to the company I work for. But you're going to have companies like Rockwell Automation, Boeing, the NSA, BP, uh, Texas Instrument, Lockheed Martin, Chevron, Intel, uh, Wells Fargo, just a Raytheon, just a, a, a large amount of awesome companies that are going to be there looking for talent uh, to fill, you know, either their student placement, their interns, uh, co-ops or summer internships, and in some cases, uh, or also full-time positions, right? So there's no surprise that uh, people are automatically jumping to the end prize, which is to get employed. And I can't blame you for that, right? That's the excitement that's there. And I was there, and 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 I'll admit that early on in my me attending conferences, that was my only focus. But what I missed out on maybe occasionally at the beginning was understanding that there's other portions to the conference that uh, would benefit me greatly, especially in those early years as freshmen and sophomores when I'm coming fresh out of high school, when I came out of high school, or in my case, going back to school after a while in just developing myself as a, a person that has, you know, some soft skills. And so first I want to say, hey, every one of these organizations, whether it's Prospanica, Alpha, SHIP, Nesby, SWE, they all have and invest a good amount of money in their websites. And every single one of them has a uh, put some time into developing a conference website where in there they talk about the mission and vision of the conference, the theme for the conference. And so first I would say, hey, you need to understand what the, in the world is my organization's national conference really about? What are they trying to do? What is the theme? And am I really getting the most out of it? And so you also see that on sites, they have uh, the calendar, the agenda available to you at least a few weeks, you know, completed ahead of the of the event with all of the items that are going to happen. I'll give you an example. The SHIP National Conference itself is going to have seven separate conferences going on at once, seven different tracks, you know, with seven different intents, 
uh, available to students. Now, people can mix and match, you know, between those conferences. But the point I'm making is that there is a lot of intention and planning and there's points and reasons that they develop this seven track model. And what I find is that some students make the mistake of not trying to figure out exactly why they did that. Right. And why did they invite certain speakers and what do those speakers bring to the table? I'll tell you, on there's a always uh, information available ahead of the conference on who the speakers are going to be, their biographies, what companies they're coming from. And I always say, hey, you need to understand who those speakers are and realize when they're going to talk. And I would encourage you to think about meaningful questions to ask those speakers. Right. To really kind of one show or, 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 or show the passion that you have and the understanding of what that speaker might be talking about or the company that they represent. And two, to, you know, you yourself have some itching questions about industry, different types of industries and what they're accomplishing and and so on. Right. So, for example, right. Exxon Mobil is going to have a senior vice president, Mike Zamora, that's going to go. He's a ship star winner this year. And he's also going to do as uh, you know, is going to speak at uh, the president's breakfast. So they'll be though he'll be around. Right. And it would be awesome if some students would look and see what his bio is, what he's going to do, Google him, right? Do a little research and come in prepared to ask some meaningful, tough questions to really find out uh, what it's like to work in oil and gas, right? So speakers are key. The other part is the workshops. There's always a ton of workshops that are happening. Yes, they're put on by the companies and there's always going to be a, a recruiting aspect to those presentations, right? So the uh, a company might put on a one-hour presentation to kind of talk about their company, but then there's always going to be an underlying message of some sort, right? Whether it's building on a soft skill, how to organize yourself, you know, how to understand skills that are necessary. Yes, there's some workshops on how to do resumes and how to be confident in speaking. But what you get here is a different twist that might be a form like, you know, formulated or structured on how to best apply that content within that uh, company's culture. Right. Um, I was going to give you some examples again from the ship website that uh, some of the workshops they're going to have 10 ways to get the visibility that you deserve engineering best practices strategies to win at the ship national conference uh and so on right and so what you need to be thinking about is hey i'm going to go to this conference what workshops am i going to attend to and why Right. So there are these tools available, right, uh, on these websites, the, you know, ship, for example, I keep going back to that one because that's the one that I'm about to go to. They have an app for your phone that you can download where you can uh, look at the schedule on your mobile device and you can also highlight and start building your own schedule for the conference. You can do this on the website or you could do this on your phone. And the idea of that tool is that before you arrive, you already have an idea of what events you want to go to, right? What workshops, what mixers, what recruiting uh, recruiting or mingling opportunities you're going to go to. And so that's why the tool is made. But the truth probably is that the majority of students don't take advantage of it. And I've seen it year after year where I go to a conference and I just see, I call it the conference zombies, just folks walking around lost 
and just overwhelmed by the sheer number of people that are there and the sheer number of workshops that they just have no idea where to go. And so at that point, paralysis sets in and then they, they, they end up softly going to whatever's available. It may not have anything to do with what they're trying to accomplish. And they leave the conference saying, you know, I'm not I was way underprepared. And I've heard the stories. Yeah, people have done that. And then they come back the next year and they're ready and, and they do a little planning. My proposition is that you start figuring that out on your very first time. So. Yes, the career fair is the 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 what I'll say the 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 uh, part that everyone looks forward to because that's where you get to land that internship or that's where you might get to land that job. But you also need to if you're doing some self assessment, right, and really giving having a hard conversation with yourself internally, and you identify those things that you're good at and those things that you're not that you need opportunities in soft skill building or understanding some of the technical jargon or understanding what an industry even does where you're going to get that answered is going to be in those workshops. It's going to be in those mixers with these companies. It's going to be in the, uh, the speaker presentations, right? And so you really should have a focus on planning what you're going to attend. Otherwise, right, you're going to be that uh, unfortunate soul that goes up to some powerhouse of a company and perhaps makes the mistake of saying, so what do y'all do? And while you're, that's the kind of question that your plan is making you ask, your counterpart, your peers have done some research, have looked at the conference schedule, seen what companies are coming made a plan to go to their workshops that they're sponsoring, have set aside some time to meet the team and even engage them during coffee breaks or breakfast or lunches or dinners, right? And they hit the ground running from the beginning that by the time they get to that Friday or whenever that career fair is, chances are they've already gotten invited to do an on-site interview because, that, because they're planning and the amount of detail that they put into getting ready for the other 80% of the conference, not just the career fair, it's very evident. Uh, success for these students, I say, is not uh, accidental. It's very intentional um, in the plans that they make. And as always, I'm going to make the plug for mentorship. I'm pretty sure, and in most cases, I'm sure and I've seen and I'm aware that their success and the and the quality of their plans uh, comes together because some mentor uh, helped them out, right? Whether it's a chapter advisor or a professional or an alumni, either you know, in some cases that the mentors fall on their laps, in other cases the the student is active, but uh, the majority of them got uh, some help from someone other than themselves. So don't go at this blindly. Right. Reach out to that alumni, reach out to those that have been there before, learn from other people's mistakes and and have a plan. Right. Because what I would hate for you to do is to spend, you know, somebody and I get it. In some cases, you're like, well, the conference is free. I don't have to pay for anything. Right. It's the college pays for it. They found some funding. So it's really doesn't come out of my pocket. So I'm just there to kind of figure it out as I go. That's 
I guess I, I guess that's fair. But I also see the bigger picture as to how many other colleges sit there and struggle for funding and stuff. So it's almost like uh, don't uh, take the the handout and 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 take it for granted. You know, someone spent the time to seek that money. Someone spent the time to write that grant or to pitch an idea to someone who was in charge of finances to say, hey, I really think it's important that we'd send these uh, candidates or these students to get help because we don't have enough minorities in these fields and, and someone stuck their neck out. And so even if you didn't pay, I think still think you need some accountability and some ownership to say, you know what, I don't want to squander this opportunity. And on the flip side, if you were out there hitting the ground doing fundraising and you were out there, you know, having to sell the tacos and having to, you know, write proposal packages, like, don't forget that you went through all that. Right. Don't forget that that's all every, some, some of the things that you had to struggle for and yet you sacrifice. And here you are, you know, losing time from school and you may not have anything to show for it. Right. So. Again, I feel like I'm on a soapbox here, but I just kind of am hearing time and time again, everyone say, hey, be prepared for the career for get your resume ready, you know, practice your elevator pitch. That's true. I completely 100 percent agree that all that is valuable. I just uh, do not want people to forget that there is a larger part of this conference, the other 80 percent, the other four days or five days of the conference. Right. Aside from the career fair. And so my hope is that you maximize that time. Again, I thank you for listening, you guys. Uh, if you have any questions around how to prepare or you want or you want to discuss exactly some parts of this uh, plan or what exactly I'm trying to get at, hey, reach out, right? I'm always available. Reach me out on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, you can email me as well. Uh, you can find the email in the in the bio of wherever you kind of found this listing uh, but, uh, yeah, just, uh, reach out and I hope you guys have a very successful conference, uh, participation this year. So I went back and looked the we 19 or the Swede national conference is going to be held November 7th through 9th in Anaheim, California. I wanted to make sure that I got that uh, correct, too, if I was going to give shout out to the other organizations. I did also want to say here a special thank you to the Houston Community College uh, ship chapter for, you know, being part of my process here and thinking about this particular conversation. So earlier this uh, week or this past weekend, I was able to work with them and, and work with their leadership and some of their students along with William Gonzalez from the University, I mean, not the University of Houston, from the Houston Professionalship Chapter. Uh, and he is the, you know, far in charge of student relations with that chapter. So we kind of did a combination talk with those students over at HCC. They were very honest and participated. And uh, I feel that they're more conference ready and they, you know, kind of helped me think through some of the thoughts for this particular podcast. So until next time, thank you for listening. I want to thank you for having listened to this podcast. Please know that this podcast is available on your favorite platform, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor, among others. Uh, please 
do me a favor and share the podcast if you found the information useful and there's somebody that you think that can benefit from it. Uh, also, reviews and comments are great. This is a social media platform, right? So the only way things kind of move in social media is through likes and through shares and through organic growth uh, within the uh, respective platform. I could, of course, sit there and uh, pay some money, I suppose, but that's not what I'm trying to do here. Uh, this is really done out of the uh, 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 my desire to share the information and not to make uh, money. So um, I don't have right the ad revenue being generated or whatnot. So that's not what I'm trying to accomplish here. It's really about helping you uh, learn from the mistakes of others, learn from the experiences, learn from different examples, and quite frankly, to share so that you yourself can be in a better position to accomplish things uh, than I was. Again, thanks for listening.